Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Assertive Communication. I'm communication and leadership skills expert Pamela Jett, and this is episode number two of a five-part episode series designed to help you learn how to communicate more assertively. In episode number one, we discovered what assertive communication is and what it is not. And what we discovered is that assertive communication is communication which respects the rights of all parties. I'll share that with you again as a nice reminder. Assertive communication is communication which respects the rights of all parties. The assertive communicator can stand up for themselves without being a bully or a doormat. I'm delighted that you've chosen to discover now some of the secrets to building your assertiveness because it is not something that comes naturally for everyone. To some degree, the way we were socialized will greatly impact if we are assertive, aggressive, or passive. For example, many of you, if you are female, you were raised to be nice girls. Don't rock the boat. Don't upset anybody. You got to go along to get along. Play nice. And as a result, you have been using more passive communication styles. Now, some of you are thinking, oh, that is not how I was raised. Not at all. That's okay. Everyone has different social pressures. Some of you were raised to don't ever let anybody take advantage of you. You know what? There's always going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser. And if somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose, you better make sure you win. And that may trigger more aggressive styles of communication. Or some of you may even have been socialized by someone who used passive aggressive communication all the time. And that's what you learned. You learned how to be passive aggressive. So today, we want to recognize that we may have some old patterns of behavior that are getting in the way of our ability to be assertive. And by the way, being assertive is genuinely a great goal because assertive communication is the kind of communication that is rewarded professionally. Assertive communicators are typically seen as promotable. They are seen as great team players. They are seen as people who give great customer service. Assertive communication is the hallmark of an outstanding professional. It's also a great way to build good relationships because remember, assertive of communicators engage in communication which respects the rights of all people or both parties or those in which you are in a conversation with. So you know when you are assertively communicating that you are engaged in the kind of communication that keeps relationships solid and is also a contributor to success at work. So how do we do that? From my perspective, at the core of assertive communication are two skill sets or two areas that we want to develop. The first is what I call confidence. And the second is competence. Confidence and competence. Confidence 
is the belief that you can do something. It's the lack of fear or self-doubt. It is feeling capable, like I got this, I can do this. In order to engage in assertive communication, we must have some core level of confidence, some knowledge that we've got this, we can do this, we can communicate in an assertive fashion. It also requires competence. And competence are those skills. And by the way, when we build our competence, when we build our assertive communication skills, which is what episodes three, four, and five will be devoted to, when we build our confidence and our competence, we are typically able to engage in assertive communication. And when we build our competence, when we boost those skills, one of the byproducts is we feel more confident. We become more confident. But having the skills and the tools is not the only way to develop confidence. I'd like to share with you a handful of things that you can do to help boost your communication confidence so that it will be easier to engage in assertive communication. So the first thing I would encourage you to think about as a way to boost your confidence is to know your personal and professional priorities. Know your personal and professional priorities. Now, this is not as easy as it may sound. Because if you are naturally more passive, if you were encouraged to be passive as a child, if you were raised to be passive, or if that is the style that has kept you safe in your adult life. Knowing your professional and your personal priorities may be rather difficult because you might have a lot of people-pleasing behavior. For example, think about this for a moment. If someone asks you, where do you want to go for dinner? Is your knee-jerk response, I don't know, where do you want to go? You don't know necessarily what you want or what you value because perhaps you have spent the last several decades trying to accommodate everyone else and putting everybody else's needs in front of yours. So how do we go about that process? How do we go about discovering what our personal and professional priorities are? Well, one of the things that I believe we can do is we can engage in what Dr. Stephen Covey used to recommend, and by the way, he's passed on, but he has left an incredible legacy, of creating and using a personal mission statement. Creating and using a personal mission statement. Now, a personal mission statement is a reflection of your values, of your priorities, of your beliefs, of what matters most to you. And it's outside of the scope of this podcast episode for me to talk in detail about how to create a personal mission statement. I guarantee you, all you have to do is go online and there are mission statement builders out there or read the seven habits of highly effective people and he'll walk you through the process. There are shortcut processes that will help you, but it's important that we take some time to figure out what matters most to us. And that is part of creating a personal mission statement. For example, I have in my personal mission statement 
that I will not sacrifice my integrity for someone else's convenience. That is important to me. My integrity is one of my highest values. So if someone asks me to do something and it would make their life easier, it would be something that they would really appreciate. It'd be really good for them, but the price I need to pay is a bit of my integrity. I'm going to say no, and I'm going to say no, and I'm not going to feel guilty, and I'm going to use my assertive communication strategies to do so. And by the way, we'll learn how to say no and not feel guilty in an episode coming up. I believe it's going to be episode number four. So we are going to learn how to do that no process assertively. But for now, know that if someone asks me to do something and the price I've got to pay is a bit of my integrity, I'm going to say no, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. I'll say no assertively. I won't say, oh, well, I'm not really comfortable doing that because then they just begin to walk all over me. I'm also not going to say, I don't know why you're asking me to sacrifice. I'm not going to lie for you. That's stupid. That's aggressive. I'm simply going to learn to say no. But I don't have to hem and haw or wonder if I'm going to be assertive because I've already made the decision on the front end. I've taken some time to identify my personal and professional priorities. Take some time to figure that out. That is at the basis of confidence because you will know that you are behaving in a way that is in alignment with your values, with your beliefs, with your priorities. And obviously values and beliefs and priorities, those are different things, but we need to know what our priorities are, what matters most to us. Because once we have that, we then get to use that as a touchstone. And one of my favorite questions to ask myself, and if I were taking notes during this podcast, I would write this one down, is ask yourself this, is making this decision to communicate assertively, is making this decision moving me closer to or further away from the person I want to become? Think about that for a moment. Is making this decision to communicate assertively moving me closer to or further away from the person I want to become? Now, I use that as a basic question for a lot of things. Is making this decision moving me closer to or further away from the person I want to become? This year, my theme is transformation. and I'm trying to transform it several areas of my life. And I'm faced with decisions on a daily basis. You know, is making this decision to go to the gym moving me closer to or further away from the person I want to become? I want to become a bit more fit. So, Making the decision moves me closer to the person I want to become. It really takes away a lot of the hemming and the hawing. Well, I use this to decide, am I going to speak up about this? Or am I going to choose to let it go and then to genuinely not be upset about it? Because in episode number one, we talked a bit about how it's okay to choose to be passive. There's nothing wrong with saying, "Mm, you know, I'm not going to speak up about this one. It genuinely does not matter to me. We need to be willing to genuinely let it go and not hold on to resentment, which sets us up for passive aggressiveness. So I use this question to check in with myself. And then I feel more confident in assertively communicating whether that is communicating a no or setting a boundary or sharing an expectation. We want to boost our confidence. By the way, in addition to knowing what your priorities are, your values and your beliefs, in addition to using that question, is making this decision moving me closer to or further away from the person I want to become to decide if we want to communicate assertively or to let something go. I also believe that one of the keys to developing confidence is simply 
practicing. Like anything else, the more you do it, the better you'll get. And here's one of the things you'll discover, especially if you are a passive person, you will discover when you communicate assertively that the world does not end. They don't hate you because you're still engaged in respectful communication. And that's the key. A lot of people get it confused. They think being assertive is aggressive. No, it's assertive. It's respectful. And you'll realize, oh, I can do this. I don't have to be a bully. I simply need to stand up for myself. And if you're aggressive and you move more towards assertiveness, you will realize, oh, I'm not being taken advantage of. Nobody's out to get me. I'm still setting strong boundaries. I just am doing it in a more tactful and respectful way. Now, here's a heads up, something to be aware of. When you are used to being passive, being assertive will feel like aggressiveness. When you are used to being passive, being assertiveness, being assertive or using your assertiveness skills will often uh, trigger in other people some adverse responses because they're so used to you being that doormat. If you are used to being aggressive, being assertive will feel like passiveness. If you are used to being aggressive, being assertive uh, may cause other people to raise an eyebrow and wonder, oh, what's got into you or what's happened? That's okay because eventually choosing to be assertive will become your new normal. So the best way to build your confidence is to practice it. Now, as I mentioned, there are two basic areas we want to build in order to be able to use our assertive communication. One is our confidence, that's the courage, the guts, the belief that we can indeed do it. And then the other is our competence. And those are the skill sets. And in episodes three, four, and five, we are going to discuss some assertive communication skills. I'm communication and leadership skills expert Pamela Jett. This has been episode number two of Assertive Communication. Join us for episode number three, where we'll begin to discuss those communication skills to boost our competence. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.